friends. Welcome to Hello There, a Star Wars podcast all about Star Wars animated series, specials, and shorts. I am your host, Sarah, and today's episode is getting into Rebels, um, episode five. Let's see, what is this? Rise of the Old Masters. And um, it's a little bit of a doozy because um, I have come to really appreciate the character, um, Master Luminara, and this episode is a little bit emotional because um, we see a version of her that's not quite, not quite that, um, you know, for lack of a better word, illuminating presence that she once was. Um, we have this episode opening up with Kanan trying to, uh, you know, train Ezra, and that's just going as good as it possibly can. And, um, you know, hijinks ensue because he decides, you know what, you're probably better off with, um, a different teacher other than me. And so, uh, we go on a search for Master Luminara. And, uh, it's interesting because he brings something up, like, he knew that she had gotten, um, I don't know if they were looking at a hologram, uh, hologram thing or whatever, um, but he brought up how, uh, you know, she'd been taken by the Empire, but he never really knew the location of where she ended up. And so, you know, now that he needs to find a teacher for this freaking, um, you know, hopeful young Padawan, uh, now's the time to go find her. So I just thought that was kind of funny. And um, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the presence of freaking Freddie Prince Jr. in this show. Um, It's delightful. It's nostalgic. Uh, You know, I'm 34. So like at a very prime time in my life, he was in uh, quite a few very important movies back in the day. And, um, from what I know at the top of my brain, I think, um, his wonderful wife, Sarah Michelle Gellar, AKA Buffy, the fucking vampire slayer. Um, I think she plays like an inquisitor or like a bad guy down the road or like for an episode or two or for, you know, I don't even know how long, but I just know that I, that I heard that she was also, you know, the voice of one of the characters in this show. And with four seasons, uh, you know, in the bag, making my way slowly through this first season. Um, I'm looking forward to when Miss Sarah Michelle Geller pops up. But um, in the meantime, I am very happy with Freddie Prince Jr. voicing this fucking iconic Star Wars character. Um, even before I started watching this show, um, just from Twitter and talking to people, um, he's a pretty huge presence and people have, uh, you know, um, attachments to this character and so uh oh god it would be kind of crazy to like see that in live action one day because lord knows freddie prince jr could do it the age range i don't know seems to fit but anyways um and i just like the whole lore of his character um being trained by um deepa balaba and uh seeing that whole first episode of the Bad Batch, the way it opens and seeing him, um, seeing his character and her, um, their relationship come to an end due to order 66, seeing him get away, um, and that aiding in the, uh, you know, the Bad Batches, um, those fellas, it, it, I think helped aid in their, their programming that like went wrong. Like they were supposed to execute order 66 and, um, you know, they didn't, except for Crosshair. Crosshair was like, uh, we're gonna shoot this fucking kid down, and, like, Hunter was like, no, we're not. Anyways, whatever. He got away, 
Long story short, now he's training this freaking spunky ass little kid who thinks he's too cool for everything, which is like super relatable because we've all been there before. And um, yeah, now we got Zeb, we got Sabine, and uh, we've got our beloved Hira Sindula. I hope I said her name right. Um, I'm still working, I'm still working on this, but um, yeah. So, anyways, I just love the show. I love the dynamics. I love everybody's relationship to each other on this ghost crew ship. Um, We've got the meanest droid in the galaxy, Chopper, and um, yeah, so this episode opens up with, uh, you know, Padawan and Jedi Master trying to uh, get through training together, and then we have Chopper, Chopper the droid, uh, you know, uh, pitching uh, milk milk cartons, milk bottles, that's what they look like to me, um, at Ezra to kind of slice down with his uh, saber. He's not doing a very good job, and he falls off the ship, <laughs> and then we get the opening credits, which is, like, hilarious, um, but then we get um, Kanan and Ezra arguing with each other. He's like, well, maybe if you were a better teacher, I'd be a better student. If you were a better student, I could be a better teacher. You're not my real dad. Like, that whole thing's going on, and Zeb is not helping anybody because he's like, maybe if you weren't a fucking bad student, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it would be easier. Oh, my God. He's always pushing the buttons here, okay? And so, um, yeah, they all decide, you know, and then Hira, she's really nice because she just, like, puts her little hand, like, on his shoulder and it's just like, come on, kid, let's just, you know, let's just go to dinner now. Um, and so they all decide they're going to go on this mission and go uh, try to see what's going on with um, Master Luminara. And so they get to this uh, Empire base, you know, jail lab, you know, station, that type of a deal they get there um they realize right off the bat something's off like whatever they had calibrated plan wise in terms of like the design and setup of this place is completely like different so plan change they have to adapt um and so anyways um Ezra and Kanan they go down Zeb and Sabine stay together and we've got Hera like waiting outside and like eventually she starts getting attacked by like the fucking moth creature from Godzilla like three of them and she has to like fly away so there's another you know kink in the chain here um in terms of the plan so um Ezra and Kanan they go down they see um you know like in this whole like empire galactic uh, galactic empire prisoner outfit uh luminara is there she is cuffed and um they're trying to talk to her and she sort of walks to this like vertical looking fucking tomb chamber thing and goes inside and then you can just see like her decomposed corpse is like in the most decomposed way that like star wars can do on disney i guess um and it was pretty, like, it was pretty jarring. Like, I was like, oh. And then, and then, we get the fucking smarmy Jason Isaacs, uh, you know, voiced Inquisitor. Which I think they said for the Kenobi show, Rupert Fiend, 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 whatever his name is, some British dude. Um, no, he's a lovely British actor. Um, is going to be playing the Inquisitor in the Kenobi show. So, we will be seeing these creepy red-eyed creatures uh, whatever whatever the inquisitor does it's like got a, like a pale face bald like red markings on it anyways whatever you, i don't know why i'm describing the looks of the fucking inquisitor 
And, um, anyways, uh, yeah, he basically is, like, we use her for, like, a magnet to, like, attract all, like, the former Jedis and Padawans back to us so we can, like, eliminate you all. Um, and then explains that, like, he had the whole Jedi temple records. He knows, uh, who Kanan's, um, he knows it was Deepa that trained him. He knows that he probably has a certain style from being trained by her. And Ezra's just trying to catch up, right? He's just trying to, like do his thing, zap the guy, it's not happening, um, he throws his little smoke bomby thing, and they, they, they get out of there, and we just get this, like, hulking, kind of, uh, you know, slow Michael Myers, Darth Vader walk from the Inquisitor towards our two dudes, right, and, uh, now we have, uh, you know, Sabine and Zeb in the elevator trying to recalibrate and figure out where to go from here. I love this character so much. Ezra Bridger just said, I don't know her. Never heard of her. He just pulled a fucking Mariah on us. Um, before I get back into where, where Zeb and Sabine are in this moment, we have the Inquisitor coming in, which I, I said he had red eyes and he doesn't. He has like red lined eyes, but for the most part, they're yellow. This really evil looking yellow, like this like neon yellow. Anyways, um, he freaking tells Ezra, like, you know, you don't have to just be a Jedi. There is another path, the dark side. And he's like, never heard of it. So good. So well done. So perfectly bitchy. I, uh, I love when Star Wars is, uh, is bitchy. I love when the dark side and the light side are just, like, going back and forth with each other. You know what I mean? In terms of, like, puns and sick burns and insults. You know what I mean? I like pew pew, womp womp, all that stuff. But, like, when we're hurling the insults back and forth, that's like peak, peak Star Wars. Like when like Vader's like, you know, what does he, what does he say to, he says a lot of smarmy things to Obi-Wan, but he calls him old. He calls him old in A New Hope. And, uh, you know what I mean? That's like, you know, that's like the bitchiest thing you could say to somebody is like, oh, look at the old, look at the old girl you've become, Obi-Wan Kenobi wasting away in the sands of Tatooine and he's like no bro I have been fucking raising your son from afar anyways I'm getting distracted let's get back into rebels um the moment when the inquisitor said uh that your teacher is undisciplined and unfocused it mirrored what Kanan said to Ezra at the beginning of the episode and he's like fine I I would rather have him than whatever the fuck you weirdos on the dark side have going on so I just love that for him I love that for Ezra he uh you know I'm, I'm very like interested to see if the dark side ever does tempt him throughout this four season journey. But for now, he's like, F you guys. So, um, you know, the Inquisitor's chasing him down. Zeb and Sabine and the, the four of them are reunited. Um, Hera's off with the, with the, with the little moth freaking Star Wars creatures and, um, each little hatch is like closing, closing, closing. They're barely getting through each one to get to the, what is it? The bridge, the, the fucking, the opening of the freaking, um, facility that they're at. And so, um, you know, they're getting through each one. Zeb's holding up the last one to get them all through. And, um, as soon as it closes, it's like very rogue one-ish when like Vader doesn't get to the end. And so the Inquisitor's like, you know, separated from them, but then you just see that freaking, molten uh red um saber come through and almost get zeb and he's like oh shit and so um 
Anyways, now they're in, like, the garage of this place. They can't get the door open. And, uh, you know, Kanan tells Ezra, like, come over here. We're doing this together. And he's like, are you serious? And, like, Zeb is like, we have no time for training right now. And anyways, um, so he's like, picture the locking mechanism in your mind. Let's fucking go. And, like, it takes a minute, but they get this thing opened. And, of course, of course, as soon as the garage door opens, you know, there's troopers waiting outside ready to blast them right and it's a good thing in star wars troopers can't aim very good because nobody gets hit here which is a miracle and um you know they're they're trying to uh you know make their way out of there the inquisitors rolling back uh you know slicing his way through the last door making his way through and um then we have Hera coming in and saying she has a whole fleet with her and they're like the fleet and she's like yeah and so of course naturally being the perfect you know motherly spirit that she is she freaking wrangled these space moth creatures into um you know being on their side and they start taking out the troopers and everybody's going pew pew bang bang and it's just a delightful little end scene here um, we have the Inquisitor, like, throwing his, um, spinny lightsaber thing, you know, at, at everybody as, like, a last-ditch effort, and it comes flying back to him, boomerang style, and Zeb's like, your lightsaber can't do that. Anyways, Kanan's like, just shut the fuck up. Um, so they all get back on the ship, everybody's good. Well, no, we're sad. We're all sad because of Luminara, and Hera's like, what happened to Luminara? And he's like, she's gone, and, um, she's like, how's Ezra taking it? And he's like you know, not as bad as I am, because Kanan feels like he deserves a, like, a, a Jedi that's completed its training. He, he feels like he deserves, um, a master to teach him, um, and unfortunately for Kanan, his education with the Jedi was cut short. Um, but they realized that, you know, <laughs> you gotta just, you gotta work with what you got here, and so, um, Ezra and Kanan are sitting outside of the ship, and, you know, he, Ezra's vulnerable. He says, I don't, I don't want the best teacher. I want to work with you. And Kanan tells him, like, I'm not going to try to be your teacher anymore. I am going to be your teacher. I will teach you. You know, let's do this. And um, it's really sweet because then they literally play catch. He picks up a few rocks and starts chucking them at the kid. And he slices them down with the, with his, uh, you know, lightsaber bat. And so it was a really cute kind of like, you know, father-son moment here at the end of this episode which I thought was really good and it shows the bonding of these two people and um I don't know based off of some of the things that Inquisitor was like that's that he said to Ezra and was kind of taunting him with toying with him a little bit um I'm just really interested to see you know what his like backstory is like where he truly came from and again I'm I'm a few episodes ahead of this but I haven't really retained them. Um, but yeah, I'm technically five episodes in with everything I've seen processed and, you know, inside of me now going forward. Um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see, um, yeah, if they get into uh, any more of where Ezra came from, you know, who he was before he met the ghost crew, besides just this like little Aladdin type character running around on the streets. Um so yeah, I don't know. I really love this show. Um, and I can't get, I can't wait to get into more of it. So yeah, that's the episode. Um, I've been behind on this podcast. I ended up, um, 
testing positive for COVID about a week ago and getting through it. But, um, it's just been, it's just been, uh, not, not, not my jam. I've, I've, I've been masked up. I've had my shots. I've had my booster, all of the things and it still happened. So whatever, um, working through it, but yeah, um, hopefully we'll have, I'll have some more episodes here on hello there coming out soon. And if you guys want to check out curiosity killed the cat, um, I do have a few episodes in the tank ready to come out. Um, I have a, a Daenerys Targaryen episode I just did with my friend, author Adrian Dillard. Um, I watched The Godfather Part 3 a few times um, last week and started uh, starting my journey back into The Godfather. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out anything going on over there, um, I've, I've, I've been doing Boba Fett mostly, so... Go catch up on the Boba Fett episodes on Curiosity Killed the Cat. And uh, for as for Hello There, you can definitely look forward to, obviously, more Rebels. Um, I really want to get back into the Bad Batch a little bit and go over the finale specifically. Um, and more Clone Wars. Um, and Resistance. Resistance is so close. I'm so close, you guys, to getting into Resistance. I just thought maybe I need to dig into Clone Wars and Rebels a little bit more so I have those timelines and characters locked in and then I can open up another valve <laughs> another file in my brain for the characters and resistance but I'm really excited because I like that timeline I like the whole um uh force force awakens timeline so I'm looking forward to that um but anyways with that being said I'm done here I'm gonna go lay down uh hope everybody is staying healthy staying safe and uh yeah I I look forward to uh, putting out some more episodes in terms of Star Wars animation very, very shortly. So thank you guys for tuning in. Bye.